Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Hey. Fresh and favorites. Still rolling. Fresh and favorites. Golden. Golden. Soon to be platinum, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, we're oh so platinum. close. Every time. What do you need for platinum? Uh, uh, with American Airlines, a lot more oh, miles yeah. than I have. Yeah. I think on podcast, it's seven more listeners. Yeah, seven, seven more, more, more listeners, listeners yeah. to go platinum. Yeah. Oh, we goodness. We move to platinum. Yeah. yeah. And it, it'll change the quality of these podcasts, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. And somehow, you know, you'll then start selling some soft drinks for us. And then <laughs> next us, thing you uh, know. Next thing you know, everyone's successful. <laughs> wait. Wait. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> not that sorry. I'm not, you're not that sorry. sorry. I'm not that sorry. <laughs> uh, we we um, want to also invite you to our office because we got some – New furniture, and I saw you guys talking about it. Oh, it's a beautiful, wow. beautiful little couches to sit on. Give us a little time. They're on about their fifth furniture change. They're moving it around. We don't yeah, know these, where these it's women end are up. just moving. Oh. I'm telling you what the staff. Although David, you got. I think I do the moving. You I do the moving. The the and and it's beautiful. I get directed around. It's like all of life. <laughs> Our office is, is becoming like a theme park. It's yeah. just beautiful. <laughs> Too fun and. Yeah. Today we have our auditor in here from Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. So we're we're really on our best behavior yes, today. I mean, sure are. Uh, yeah. Oh, you were gonna, in that awkward thing yesterday of taking him to lunch. Oh yeah, uh, gotta be careful. Taking your auditor to lunch yeah. is a tricky deal. Yeah, you, know? you can't you can't go upscale. Yeah, right? yeah that's right. Here. So is this bag of chips a bribe? Because that seems. I mean, the sandwich is sure, but then is that, small sandwich. Yeah. I, you know, he loves Chipotle. Yeah. So I. I uh, got him a Chipotle meal last night, yeah. and I said, you know, uh, you, you want the avocado, right? You want oh, the guac. Yeah. And they said, oh, yeah. oh, no. He said they charge extra for that. Oh, oh see, catch. yeah. Hey, nice. Oh. So you're saying when we do that, that might be a problem, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Learning uh, all the time. <laughs> we are in Second Corinthians. By the way, Quidoba. They don't oh, charge you extra for the That's right. Yeah. Oh, Quidoba yeah. is... Uh, yeah. We're going to One talk about fast, favorites. casual Mexican food instead of yeah. second Corinthians. Folks in Liverpool are not yeah. benefiting from this We're at all. Sorry, oh, yeah. I don't even. We're not. I don't. I don't think the apostle got the Mexican food. No, I don't think that. I feel like yeah. that maybe that was the thorn in his side That's that we're right. about to talk about. That, that could yeah. be no Mexican food. Yeah. David, go okay. for it. Yeah, Second Corinthians twelve, starting in verse seven. Because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself. There was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from exalting myself. Concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that it might leave me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Mm. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses with insults, with distress, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm. Wow. Mm. What a paragraph of scripture. Ah. Do you think that's heresy or no, it's actually true? It's actually scripture. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's profound. There's so much in this. And as we were talking before, um, this at first look, this passage can 
confuse us like, oh, I better not get too much influence or do too much with my life because apparently I'm going to get uh, some kind <laughs> get of – Get taken down That's here. right. Some kind of – from God. Yeah. You know? and, and so it's really imperative that we see without that shame filter right. or without that moralistic <laughs> filter that this is not God saying – Oh, you're getting a little influence, getting a little cocky. Well, I'm going to throw something to mess up your yeah. day. Getting a little uppity there, Scout. You're a little uppity, aren't you? <laughs> With the influence that I gave you. <laughs> so it's it it's really imperative. One, I, I think for me to see that God is not creating uh, bad things for Paul to mess him up because Paul's gotten too much uh, good stuff going for him. That in a world of evil and sin, there's plenty that uh, the it shows here. A messenger of Satan is trying to come. And to watch Jesus mitigate and say to some of those things that come, no, I will not let them touch at all my servant. But some of them he takes and refashions for his glory and Paul's best. So this beautiful gift of God's grace because God is saying, I want Paul to be able to run the race beautifully and unencumbered and not get disqualified. How do I do that? How do I let him have uh, maximum influence? And yet he's not fully mature yet in his righteousness and godliness. So how do I allow him in that maturing process Something that keeps him calling out to me and trusting me. And so something in the universe that's already there, I will refashion for my glory and for his best. What a beautiful, beautiful act of grace and love by our God. Um, not to, not to slow down or to mock him or to keep him from having a good time, but so that he can continue to have a good time getting to influence. I just think that's a, that's probably one that could be easily misunderstood. I think so. But is yeah. profoundly beautiful to see. And it may have been something that was pre-existing that he says, I've had this all my yeah, life. Yeah, I could and, have been born with it. And I called yeah. out to God and said, please now, I'm, you've given me this. Take this thing away. And we, we were talking before, we don't know. That could be anything from depression to a relational issue to a physical malady and, and I think we'll never know. Or the lack of fast, casual Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't know that he would have known that he was suffering from that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, I, thanks for letting me say that yeah. because I, I think that's a stumbling block that keeps us from getting to the good stuff uh, in the rest of this. And there is abundant good stuff in this where he is confirming to Paul that his grace hmm. – which is how he got to know Jesus in the first place. His grace is sufficient. Mm. And that in this weakness, it will be his power, his mm. grace mm. that makes him strong. And in the context of all this too, the, the Corinthians are getting distracted by what the, some of the translations say are the super apostles. Mm-hmm. And they're comparing Paul and saying, yeah. you know, you're, you're not, you're not one of these yeah. great guys who can communicate. Uh, like some of the apostles that have come through town here. Apostles. Yeah. Yeah. And what Paul is saying is, you know what? I don't think I need to defend against that. I don't think I need to 
Um, Count that as the standard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that God's grace is going to be sufficient. And yes, I do have weaknesses and I can acknowledge them because God says his grace is going to be sufficient for me to do what he's called me to do. So he says, I I boast more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power can rest on me. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. While I don't understand this phenomenon and is not consistent with how we want to be as humans or how we typically want to live out our faith. I mean, just Im- impulsively, we what we want to be perfected in our own ability and all that. But mm-hmm. yeah, this season for me is is definitely calling out the truth of it's not just that I'm you know that I have weaknesses, so okay, you know, and he can still use me. It's it's, it really is only one kind of person, and that really is only one kind of life, yeah. and it really isn't a weakness of, uh, I'm scum, so Jesus must be, but it's, it's this, like, he gets to give me glory in the process of giving me his love and sufficiency, which is like, that's going to be the best thing I could get. That'd be far better than me being perfect at everything so everybody could think about how great I was for God because I could never receive that because that's not about who the core of my – who I am is. And and so that concept of the praise of man, which could come from all of my abilities versus the love of God in my insufficiency oh, – one is one we want and the other is the one that we need. Mm-hmm. And so, I we, wish it wasn't that way. That's right. We, we talk this very thing you're talking about, David. We use that principle of the reality that God actually created us with uh, uh, want or lack, uh, uh, not sufficient in some areas that some area of incompleteness for the purpose of us being loved. In that case, right. I can't get love from anyone unless they get to meet a need in me. And in, in, and so that beautiful gift of God's grace that allows me to have these weaknesses. I, I, um, I, I, another one of those shame filter things is I can beat myself up for saying, but I'm not like him in verse 10. I'm not well content with my weaknesses. Right. And, but the truth is, I'm just watching a man on a timeline who understands, oh, my gosh, this is how I get to be loved. And he says, okay, if that's the way it is, right. then then I, I can go ahead and rest and say, I don't like this. Right. It hurts. It's frustrating. It's not the maximized, self-actualized right. life. But I'm I'm really well content with it. Yeah, and we do – I mean we tend to make the mistake of, of thinking – Maybe not for Paul, but just for people in our own lives that because they say it once, it means that they are ever present in that feeling. Right. And so we may be settled in our deep soul about something and but on a consistent basis just hate the reality of it. So there's that uh, – I don't want to use the word duality, but there's that sense of like you can have a deep abiding peace about something that you still just are torn up about on a consistent basis. Yeah, you can be well content and still grieve. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean it's – that's – that's because we don't want to leave our listeners with the thought of what's wrong with you grieving some weakness or pain. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah, or yeah. some relational loss. Uh, right. Some, some, as he mentions later in the chapter, some discord. Some right. 
some jealousy, some issue that you just wish would just leave your life. That's right. Um, yeah, it's, it's and, true. And when we can acknowledge this weakness and live in the power of God's grace, the beautiful thing is, as Paul says in another place, we get to see this treasure in a clay jar yeah. just brightly shining through us, through our limitations, as you mentioned, through our weaknesses, through those things that we can't fix. Yeah. But God says, no. My grace is plenty for this, and I will shine through you. Yeah, talk about help me in my unbelief. It's pretty hard to not believe him when in our weakness he does something that just knocks us over. That's and we right. go, okay, God, you're kind of big. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. Well, this, this is a great encouragement. Passage. Yeah, tremendous. We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. Fresh Seven more listeners. Favorite. <laughs> Oh, now we're doing Platinum. it. Wow. <laughs> 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 Go get some Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see ya.